You're tuned to ND1023, and we're back in the performance studio today and very excited to welcome Pure Bathing Culture in for a session. I'm Jeremy Peterson, joined by the Portland band who returned this past spring with their third full-length release. The first in four years, Night Pass. Welcome. Thank you for Thank having you. us, Jeremy. You guys are uh, out on tour. I know you got a, a travel day today after your show last night at Larimer Lounge, so uh, thanks a lot for spending some time with us today. This is great. So happy we to be you. here. Uh, Night Pass, this uh, new record, and uh, let's get into something from it. What, what are you going to play first? We're going to play the song Devotion. It's pure bathing culture in studio.
Pure Bathing Culture in studio. That is Devotion. The new record is called Night Pass. And uh, fantastic stuff. Sounds great. The, the band here with us today, Sarah Versprill on vocals and keys, Daniel Hinman on guitars, Justin Chase on keys, Christopher Casiano on drums. Uh, how are you guys doing? We're doing good. Great. We're I, I mean, some shows, you know, we're like doing some long drives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's got to feel good to play a song like that on a nightly basis, though. I mean, that, that feels... Uh, Ebullient, is that a word I can use for that song? Totally. And I think um Justin said before we started playing, he said, I think that's I think that's a good one. I think he I think he said that's a good one to start with because it's kind of like a celebration. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's so, it's kind of celebratory. It absolutely is. Okay. Yeah. So first in four years, you've been busy though, you've been doing things. I read that a lot of this record though actually dates back to two or three years now at this point already. Yeah, it was. We've we've been in the studio for various projects over the last three years, all pure bathing culture oriented. Um, and one of them was Night Pass, which we basically wrote all of. Let me see if I can get this right. In 2016, pretty much. Yes. And then re- that record re- was recorded in 2017. You know, it just takes time to get records out. It's sure. it's challenging. Sure. And so. So we're so happy to have it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Part of the story of this record, and this isn't usually something that, that I get into too much, but it seems like it's so much part of, of the story of this is is that you had some hiccups in between. You, you lost your label. You lost your team. Yeah, you, we we lost everything, and and I think um, that's that that happens, you know. Sure, and, sure, and sure. You got to keep making music, and we we love making music. And this record is really just about making through something. Like anyone who's ever needed to persevere for the right reasons is going to know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. These songs were were done, or is it reading too much to to say that this is a direct reaction to all that stuff happening? Or? It was written kind of as the bottom was sort of just falling out all around us. We just sort of we were we. It's just what came out of us. I mean, it, it was never a goal to write a record, you know, just an anthemic record about perseverance. But it was just the story of that of that year for us. Yeah. It's just what happened during that time. It seems then, like yeah, like you say, the uniting theme here is kind of one of keep on keeping on. Yeah, and lo- love love who you love, and take care, protect what you love, protect your people. You know. Yeah. Well, that title of uh, that last song, right? Devotion. Uh, it seems like to the music, to the band, and 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 to one another. I, I guess in, in this Absolutely. case, because this is the, the core of the band. Yeah. What were the musical touchstones going in for for this? Uh, things that you were thinking of, or were there, I don't know, things that you wanted to do specifically on this new record that you hadn't done before? Well, some of the inspirations were, you know. I had been, we had both been, but I particularly got into a pretty deep Cindy Lauper YouTube uh, oh, scenario, sure, yeah, and came across a performance of her um, from the '80s, from the "She's So Unusual" touring of the song "All Through the Night," oh, and it's yeah. this incredible live performance where her energy is just unbelievable, and her singing's amazing, and the band's incredible, and. Um, I'm not saying that was like the entire inspiration for it, but that type of energy Mm -hmm. of that just exuberance is, I think, a part of what we try to do, even though what we were writing about was more difficult subject matter and we were going through something hard. I think that that energy is a big part of what we try to bring to what we do. And and there is that energy here. It's not exclusively that, but... um, but Cindy Lauper energy. Right, right. But there are the pop bangers, like you say, like like yeah. Devotion is one, All Night, certainly another, uh, kind of in the vein of uh, of Pray for Rain, which, which is sort of like, I think yeah. of that as your first sort of a pop banger. Sure, totally, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I mean, I think there's no denying some of the things that we're influenced by, like, 
you know, Fleetwood Mac and, and um, you know, lots of 80s pop. And I think we don't, we don't really think about that when we're writing. I think it just yeah. works its way out through us. Um, like, it's not a goal to, to emulate that. So there's a bit of a mystery to why that happens. I don't. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. You mentioned Fleetwood Mac. I think when when that name is is brought up, people think of a certain Fleetwood Mac. Mm. I recently been revisiting Tango in the Night though, which was a record yeah. that was around when I was 11 years I old. Love Tango. You know, my mom had it. It's it sounds so great now. I mean, it holds up, or maybe it came back around. I'm not sure which is the case, but. I'm I'm aware I'm aware of what you're saying because I can remember people like laughing at that record. Not me. I always loved that record, but somehow now they're back in vogue. I don't know if they were ever out of style, but for me, I I, I love Fleetwood Mac so much. I really love Lindsey Buckingham's solo recordings sure. too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I'm like fascinated by him. He's probably my favorite American guitarist. We're talking about pure bathing culture. One thing you guys have been doing. Uh, I mentioned this is your third release. In a way, it's your fourth because. You put a record out last year that was a version of uh, the Blue Nile's 1989 classic, Hats, <laughs> yeah. which was part of uh, Turntable Kitchen's Sounds Delicious cover series, which is uh, an idea I love. You, you know, It's something that I think music fans dork out over when a band they love covers a record they love. Yeah, it's great. Um, how did you guys come to choose that particular record? We always wanted to cover that record. We've yeah. been talking about covering that record for probably five years, mm-hmm. um, long before we knew about Turntable Kitchen. I think we just just we really crave making music together and we really like being in the studio so the idea of having to not to to to, to explore someone else's content in that way mm-hmm. had always been an idea and we're just huge Blue Nile fans. Then he spill over with a new record and Hats. Hats is much more open. It's more it's more minimally tracked, which I think having gone through Night Pass cuz Hats was kind of recorded after the bulk of Night Pass was done. And it's definitely something that I'm interested in now. I'd like to try to to work with something a little bit more minimally tracked because mm-hmm. we have done a lot of layering. We did a lot of layering on the first record with Richard Swift, and then then we we did not do a lot of layering on uh, with John Congleton and and Pray for Rain. But then we went and did a, a lot of layering on this record, and I think making something more open and intimate is sort of the goal f- next for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get back to uh, that layering on the on this new record here. It's you're gonna, fun. You're going to play <laughs> play more from Night Pass. Uh, tell us about Black Starling. Oh. Black Starling was, I think, one of the last songs we wrote, and it's just it's about like someone just maniacally being willing to inspire someone else, like and just totally championing love and just try, trying to trying to tell people not to give up. It's pro, it's one of the craziest songs on the record lyrically for sure. Definitely. I think a lot of those lyrics were inspired by um some Nabokov poetry that oh, wow. we were really into at the time, so. It's pure bathing culture in studio.
Bathing Culture is in studio playing for us. That's more from the new record. Night Pass is the title. That's song Black Starling. And uh, more of those uh, wonderful layers, that shimmering guitar in the studio. Sounds fantastic. It's kind of been an evolution for you guys. I remember your debut EP. Uh, what was it, 2012 that came out? I think so, yeah. Uh, you worked on that with Richard Swift, mm-hmm. uh, the late producer and musician, yeah. who's done so many good things. I mean, people in Denver certainly know his work because he did the first two Night Sweats records. Yeah. Uh, you later played as tennis, part of his band. Tennis. That's right, Tennis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many bands that uh, I think our listeners love have some kind of Richard Swift association. Uh, a couple weeks ago, this year's Pickathon, you played as part of the uh, Richard Swift Hex Band, which was... This all-star band was an amazing lineup. Uh, Eric Johnson from Fruit Bats, Nathaniel Rateliff, uh, Lucius, among yeah. many others, part of that. What, what was that like? I was there. It was magic. 
It was emotional. Uh, it was heartfelt. You could feel it in the room. Yeah. What about on, on your side of things? Uh, there's no words. I mean, it's it's really it's really soulful and, and cathartic to get together with all those people that knew Richard really well, but it's also still very sad sure. for, for us. Yeah. Um, we loved him so much, and you can see how many musicians did did also. And the songs on, on the record that you guys played, which was his final release, The Hacks, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's so much... Uh, there's so much in there as far as emotion and as far as, I don't I, know. I couldn't listen. Actually, it was kind of a, a um, when they first started doing those tribute concerts, that actually was the only way I could even li- listen to the Hex because I, I couldn't bring myself to listen to it. Yeah. Um, I knew about it, obviously. I knew exactly what it was. And I'd heard bits and pieces of it from Richard over the year. Mm-hmm. But after he passed away, actually, the tribute concerts was like the only way I could and it was hard. I mean, you'd put it on, you have to learn this record from your friend, you know, and we right. cried. We cried right. and learned his record, you know, so. It's very strange, too, because we played in Rich's band with him when he was back when he was still playing shows, 2009, 2010. And we actually played that barn, that exact time slot with him in 2012, yeah. playing his music. And it's very surreal and strange to be learning his music and to have him not be there. Yeah, you hear your friend's voice in the, in your it's ear. It's just very and... strange. Well, it was special. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so thank you for and his and his his children. You know, yeah, they were that was right. uh, unbelievable. I could I couldn't believe that. That was so beautiful. I really think that he would have loved it. You know, uh-huh. I think he would have been he would have been so proud of his kids being up there, and that he would have been so happy to have all of us to know that we were all together. Mm-hmm. You know, doing doing that, making playing his music. I think he really would have loved it. We're speaking with Pure Bathing Culture in studio and uh, played Denver last night. If you happen to be out and about, well, they're going to be in Oklahoma City tomorrow night. Check the calendar and then hitting Southwest states and uh, West Coast states in the next couple of weeks with Generationals. Yeah. That's right. Who also have new music out. Uh, what are you going to close out here with? It's more from Night Pass. Why don't you tell them, Sarah? I'm going to tell them. <laughs> it's the song All Night.
It's the last of our set, Pure Bathing Culture. The song is All Night, and uh, that's uh, another one of the the pop bangers included on this new record. Night Pass, the third from Pure Bathing Culture. And Sarah and Dan, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you for having us.